Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Stampede Blue. What we talking about? Indianapolis, AFC South. Stampede Blue, let's air it out. Fly route, let's air it out. Topics, loaded like offense. Coast centric, talking about it often. Stampede Blue, let's air it out. Fly route, let's air it out. Do it big, like lines for an offense. Coast centric, don't take. Welcome back to another Stampede Blue Colts cast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Matt Danley. Thank you guys for coming back to the show. Uh, didn't have enough time to get to the. Uh, wild card playoff situation before uh, Chris and I talked our talked your ears off uh, through the last podcast. But I'm going to go through this uh, wild card bracket with you guys today, and kind of just you know something to talk about other than Colts football. We're going to talk about a little bit of uh, what we maybe should or could expect to see over the next two days in the wild card round of the playoffs. Uh, first game. We're looking at, I mean, look, let me preface all this with this should be and could be so many different ways uh, in, in terms of boring. It could be exciting. We could have one of these games that we would expect to be exciting be the worst game of the week uh, and vice versa and all this. I mean, it, it just really kind of surprises me that these games could really go both ways. Okay, I mean, the games are going to start off with Buffalo and Houston. Uh, I think a lot of people would suggest that this is the least. In fact, we did the fan poll survey uh, and and this was the least favorite game of the week. This has an opportunity to be the best game of the week, but I also don't (laughs) disagree that this could also be a stinker because it could be very well a 13 to 10 game. Um, it, It just it looks kind of that way. So let me go through these real quick. First game, 435 uh, Saturday, today probably, that you're listening to this. Uh, the five seed travels to Houston, uh, the four seed. And Houston at this moment, it looks like is favored by a field goal. This, I mean, Josh Allen can be one of the most explosive players on this team. They've got Singletary, who's a solid running back, uh, good outside uh, of the uh, of the tackles. Um, Houston's got J.J. Watt coming back. I really like what Houston did with their uh, with their cornerbacks. Honestly, this year, I thought that they had some pretty good performances from guys that they acquired throughout the season. Their safety situation's kind of blah. Uh, linebackers. Then you look at their offense, and obviously you've got Fuller, you've got Hopkins. I think you've got Watt. Uh, you know Deshaun Watson, who can be an amazing uh, playmaker in all of this. This game to me really does kind of scream, you know, that it could be a low scoring game. However, 
you've got a pretty damn good defense in Buffalo as well. Not great against the run, but then again, you know, if Houston, if all they have success in is the run, Buffalo's still going to come away with this with a win, in my opinion. Um, this is a coin flip game to me. This really is. I mean, Houston's only favored by three. That's that's their home field advantage right there. This is a this is a push push game, a pick 'em game, so to speak. And I really think that you could uh, make a case for either one of these teams winning this game. I don't think Houston has a great home field advantage, quite personally. If this game was in Buffalo, I would pick Buffalo by a touchdown in this game. Um, I don't think I think Houston kind of. Houston kind of limped into the playoffs. I think they may they had some good games uh, towards the end of the year, but I don't think they played nearly as well as a lot of these other teams. I don't think I'll just say it this way: I don't think that they are coming into this with any momentum. Um, I, I really would plan on seeing Buffalo really give them a run for their money. And Josh Allen's kind of coming into his own right now. Now I'm not saying he's the kind of passer that Deshaun Watson is. I don't think that you're going to see him go 20 for 25 or anything like that for 300 yards, uh, whereas we could very well see Deshaun Watson do that. However, I think Josh Allen is a big physical uh, runner when necessary. Um, this is, you know, Buffalo hasn't won a playoff game in who knows how long. Houston just, I mean, last year against the Colts even, they, you know, were at home and they couldn't do anything in that game. I just don't have any... I just don't have any trust in Houston in the in the postseason, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, on the other hand, I think that Houston can dial up some things defensively to really give Josh Allen some fits. I don't think they've got much for a receiving core. I think their running game has to be excellent in order for them to win this game. Um, I, I am going to give Houston the one-point victory in this, I think. Uh, I, I just, I, I just don't feel like this is, this is a game where you can say Buffalo has enough weapons to be a Houston team that can legitimately put 30 points up if DeAndre Hopkins is, is on point and Will Fuller is able to stretch the field. Uh, they've got some other guys in, in their, in their uh, offense within their offense that can really do some damage. Uh, both teams, as far as I can remember are fairly healthy in this uh, on both sides of the ball, especially with J.J. Watt coming back. You just don't know exactly what you're going to get from him with his pec uh, injury. That's a, a scary thing. You don't know how long he's going to last, but I, I like Houston's defense. I like their ability to scheme up some things to maybe get Josh Allen out of the, out of the pocket. I think he's more effective as an interior runner in terms of escaping the pocket as in he's climbing it and going forward for, you know, eight to 10 yards uh, if necessary to, to gain or to extend a drive. I don't like him outside of the pocket. I don't think he's accurate outside of the pocket, whereas Deshaun Watson is extremely accurate outside of the pocket. So uh, I'm going to go with Houston on this, and I'm just saying 14-13. <laughs> I mean, it could be, it could be a high-scoring game, but I just don't see it that way. Uh, so I'm giving Houston the, uh, the the move into the second round, into the divisional round here. All right, let's go to the night game in Foxborough, 815 on CBS. Uh, the three seed, the New England Patriots, are hosting the Tennessee Titans, the sixth seed. Five and a half point favorites, the, the Patriots are. And this one has an opportunity to be kind of a similar way. 
I think you look at Tom Brady, who's not been able to really be the same passer, be the same scorer, uh, with his or to 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 bring the offense to be the same scoring offense as he has in the past. Whereas Tennessee's hot. Tennessee's come into the they're strolling into the playoffs at seven and three over their last ten games, uh, and you know what? They're scoring more than thirty points a game in this. This to me has upset written all over it except for the fact that the Patriots were beating Foxborough last week. Some may say that this makes the Patriots vulnerable at home, that they just don't have, you know, that that oomph that gets them by uh, at home anymore. That was also week 17. It was also against the Dolphins. Uh, the offense played, uh, it, or the, I'm sorry, the defense played good enough, in my opinion, for the most part of that game to win the offense wasn't able to do much but this is Tom Brady this is the playoffs and I just cannot see New England giving up two losses in Foxborough back-to-back weeks I just can't see that happening I really want to pick Tennessee in this game because I love the way they've been playing I mean and here's the thing I want to I really want to pick this upset I really do I just can't get myself to do it because of those two factors I just mentioned. If Tennessee had gone seven and three, and it, even if it was Marcus Mariota under center who had been doing the damage, I would never even think about making this a, a an upset pick. It wouldn't even think about it. Tannehill's been playing good. Like I mentioned, they've been putting points on the board. They've come in 70% of their wins over the last 10 games. That's not easy to do, even though you haven't really played a uh, they haven't played a ton of tough teams. Here's what they have done though: they did play the New Orleans Saints to a pretty damn good game. They lost twenty eight to thirty eight, okay, and that's one of the highest scoring offenses in the league. Okay, they did win against all three of their divisional opponents in the Colts, in the in the uh, Texans, and the Jaguars, and they also beat the Chiefs in that 10-week span. Granted, the Chiefs' win was the first week of that 10-week span. Nevertheless, this is going to be a great game, I think. I think this is going to be a fantastic game. Uh, I want to give this, you know, the, the the love that it deserves, so to speak. And I'm, I, I think this is a, another very close game, though. Uh, I want to say 27 to, like... T- 24, New England, and I so badly want to pick this because I think if this is a neutral field, I think Tennessee. I think I pick Tennessee in this game. Uh, they're like they're look they're five and a half point underdogs. I, I think that five and a half point typically on a, a home team, they're given three points for the home field advantage. I think Foxborough is a legit five and a half point advantage there. New England murders people on their own field. They have. Uh, a clear kryptonite in the Baltimore Ravens when they're on their own turf or anywhere else for that matter. But Tennessee just doesn't have that. If I'm not mistaken, Tannehill has not ever beaten the Patriots. And even though the Titans have, this is not the same teams. Vrabel is a good coach. I think he knows a lot about Belichick and can scheme this up. That's why I think, I mean, this could be a 27-26 game. This is going to be, I think this is going to go down to the wire. For sure. Uh, Man, I really want to pick this as my upset, too. I just can't do it. So with that, Tennessee 
I'm sorry, New England would travel to Kansas City to play the Chiefs and the Texans would travel to Baltimore. And in my opinion, those two games would be absolute routes. So if that's what happens, we'll discuss that next week. But maybe a little a spoiler here about what I would think if these picks uh, follow fall, fall true. So th- that's what I'm going with. Uh, New England over Tennessee, very close. I'm gonna, I mean, anywhere from one to three points, and, and I'm going to go Houston a one point win over uh, over Buffalo at home as well. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. So let's travel to uh, Sunday, the first game. Minnesota travels to New Orleans. New Orleans is more than a touchdown favorite in this. The three seed, uh, Minnesota the six seed. I don't think there's a way that Minnesota can win this game. Uh, New Orleans is humming. Man, they are 40 points over the last however many weeks. They, I mean, Drew Brees is on point. He's got this team humming. Michael Thomas is in, impossible to impossible to cover. Their running game's gotten better. Their offensive line has improved. Uh, defensively, I think they're not where they were because they've lost some guys. But defensively, they're still good enough to hold down Minnesota. I think you they need the, uh, Thielen. They need all their wide receivers. They need their running game to be perfect. They need uh, Cousins to have probably his best game of the year. In this regard, and it's not necessarily that I don't think Minnesota can can could make this a a uh, competitive game. The problem is, is that I don't think Minnesota can keep up with New Orleans. That's that's where I think the real issue is. Excuse me. I, I just think that Minnesota is just not built to play, you know, 
have a have a track meet against the New Orleans Saints. I think Drew Brees is on a mission this year. I think Drew Brees and this New Orleans team has every possibility to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, it to me, this would be the upset of the week. Even if Tennessee were to beat New England, this would be the upset of the week if Minnesota could knock off the Saints. I just don't see that they can that they can do that. So I'm gonna I mean and I'm gonna give this a ten point a ten point difference right here. I'm gonna say New Orleans wins uh thirty five twenty uh I just we'll, I guess we'll just go thirty five twenty six. We'll do that. So nine points. Thirty five twenty six New Orleans over Minnesota uh, in, in in New Orleans. Going to the four forty game uh on NBC the Seattle Seahawks, the five seed, traveled to Philadelphia, the four seed, the division winners uh, of uh, the NFC East. Seattle's favored by a point and a half. This is not a pick 'em game to me. Se- Seattle's a good team. They're not a great team. Seattle's got a defense that can knock any team in their mouth. They've got Russell Wilson who can make just playmakers out of anybody on the field. Uh, Philadelphia come in here, you know, four straight wins leading into the playoffs. They're just so hurt. They're so injured right now. And and I made a comment today. I was talking to a friend about this game. This to me is very similar to a Seahawks Colts game right now. If the Colts had a better quarterback, Philly doesn't have Ertz. I don't see how he's going to be able to play. He's got a, a rupture or a, a, a lacerated kidney, I think, what uh, Andrew Luck ended up getting against the Denver Broncos years ago. They've got, I mean, I think they've got, uh, I think Lane Johnson's injured. We don't know if they're running back. Miles uh, Sanders is going to play. They've got a lot of issues. They've got a lot of real issues. And I just don't think that they can handle Seattle at home or away. The the one thing that really has that gives Philadelphia some life in this, their home field is a real home field advantage. And if they get a few, you know, they get a couple big plays in this game, their defense is solid enough and good enough and it, it points at least in their uh front seven to where they can make this a really difficult game for the Seahawks. With that said, I'm going to go ahead and give the Seahawks the win in this on the road. I just don't think Philly's got enough firepower, even if their defense is good enough. Uh, so, uh, so I'm going to give the Seattle Seahawks this win. So in the NFC, we've got the New Orleans Saints going to uh, the Green Bay Packers, and then we will have the Seattle Seahawks traveling to San Francisco. Now this would be two really fun matchups. You have a division, you would have a divisional uh, rival matchup with Seattle and San Francisco. And then you would have two of the best quarterbacks of the past five to eight years in Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers facing off in green Bay. That would make for a very, very fun game. Uh, next week in the divisional round, especially if there's some bad weather. That would be very interesting to watch because I'm telling you right now, if the Saints could go into Green Bay and win that game, I think they'd 
pretty ultimately, unless they suffer a bunch of injuries in that game, they'd pretty much solidify in my brain that they're going to the Super Bowl, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so right now I've got New England winning. I've got Houston winning. Uh, New Orleans and Seattle all moving on into the divisional rounds next week. Uh, Baltimore is the one seed. KC, the Chiefs, are the two seed in the AFC. San Francisco is the one seed uh, in the NFC. And Green Bay, the two seed in the NFC. So, uh, quick podcast today. Just wanted to touch on all these matchups. See what your guys' thoughts are uh, about all this. And, uh, you know... Th- th- these are these are fun games because I think these can go either way, and this is where you see a team get really hot, or oh, just begin their hot streak. How did they come into the playoffs? Did they limp in? Did they come in on fire? Do they get shut down? Does a team completely turn it around? Like New England right now, they're more than capable, I think, of coming into this game getting hot in this or in this wild card round and really making some noise. I think that's just who New England is. But I still think that Kansas City, especially with the game being played in Kansas City, I have a massive advantage over the Patriots in that way. So uh, very, very fun games to kick off the, the postseason. A shame that the Colts aren't in it, of course, but let's be honest right now, if you look at these games, uh, they're, you know they could match up with Buffalo, they could match up with Houston. Uh, I just don't see that they could match up with, uh, you know, maybe Tennessee at this point because Tennessee's playing as good as anybody in, in football. Uh, but even New England just always seems to be a mismatch no matter what uh, the, the the Patriots season is. And don't let's not forget, the Patriots came in. I mean, they were undefeated for, what, the first seven, eight weeks, nine weeks of the season. They kind of fell off a little bit. They came down. Everybody's hating on Tom Brady because of, you know, a down season, especially a down second half of the season. He's he's minus, you know, some guys. But if we've seen anything from the Patriots in the past, that they can go through it. We've seen anything from guys like Drew Brees or Russell Wilson. They can will those teams to victory just on themselves. So this is going to be a fun first week of the, uh, the playoffs. So I hope that you guys all enjoy it. Enjoy your weekend. I know I will be. I will have my ass firmly in a seat watching all four games this weekend. So I hope you guys enjoy yourselves. Uh, We'll talk next week. More podcasts. And we will also have a divisional round uh, podcast about uh, next week's matchup. So thank you guys all for listening. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Colts cast. Stampede Blue.